Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez, and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives. Welcome back, people. We're here with another week of Beyond the Walls. I'm Tim Flaherty, your host with my wonderful co-host, Pastor Israel Rodriguez. Ooh, I missed that. Well, you're 99%, you know, with your R's pronunciation, and you're almost getting there. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Beyond the Walls. Another day the Lord is giving us. One more day. It's uh, December 9th, of course, in the year of our Lord, 2023. We have with us today two great guests for our audience. We're going to do this episode just a little bit different because we have Anita Day and Rick Day, who I just learned is an executive administrator of Deerflat Church, which, as you know, is where my brother Martin works and where Pastor Israel works. And Anita is a librarian with the Caldwell School District? Yes. At Lewis and Clark Elementary. Correct. And so we're going to get to know these two a little bit and about their journey, and they're going to talk about their missions work outside the walls of the church. But we're going to hear a touch of their work in day-to-day life, and we're going to learn exactly what an executive administrator does and, and how they help the church stay organized and on top of things. So the first thing I want to know, and I want to introduce, because we've had Pastor Dave from Deer Flat Church on our show, and the audience knows him quite well because he has a show on the station as well. For those of you who don't know, Anita is actually uh, related to Pastor Dave. So I got what was it like growing up with Pastor Dave? Um, he's always been a total goofball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lots of laughter. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. He was your older brother? Yes. And we, we learned a lot about his young life on the show and how he got into lots of trouble as a young man. Were you the same way? Did you get into a lot of trouble? Uh, no. No. Um, very straight I did on not. there. No. Oh. My trouble started, you know, later. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Pastor Rick? How did Pastor Rick grow up? Did you, were you, did you know each other as children? Okay, can we laugh at that? Oh, absolutely. That is not Pastor Rick. I would oh. never have married a pastor. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I grew up it's a preacher's says, kid. <laughs> it says Pastor Rick on my paper. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know the joke, yeah. the, the funny thing is, is that for seven plus years, I have been calling Pastor Rick, Pastor Rick, because that's how I was introduced to Pastor Rick. However, <laughs> I learned just before we went on air that it's not actually Pastor Rick. So I don't know what I'm going to do here, but I'm going to try my best to just call him Rick. So how did Rick grow up? I actually grew up in the Payette Nazarene Church, which is where Anita's dad became pastor when I was about 14. 14. Yeah. And so that's how we initially got to know each other and grew up in the town of Payette, Idaho. And we learned about that actually when, when, when Pastor Dave was here and he talked about how um, he came back uh, after Bible college to study with uh, and work with uh, the church in, in Payette and under his, under his dad. And did you know him at that time? Yeah, actually, uh, he was working with the youth during part of that time when I was a teenager. Yep. That's so great. And, and how was that like? Did, was, was that kind of a, a fun time for you? Or how did you, how did you fit into the, the youth group? Well, in all honesty, when he was there, 
I was probably entering into my, we'll just call them the troubled years. Oh, um, that's, see, so. that's comforting. <laughs> see, I thought I was the only one. Which, with, even <laughs> I, I thought I was behind you on the line. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, although I did know him and, and uh, you know, spent time with him, uh, we didn't really spend a lot of time together or really develop a relationship at that point. But you got to know Anita. Yeah, just uh, off and on through the years. She was she moved there when we, she was 12, mm-hmm. and so we, we were a couple of years apart, and uh, acquaintances. Really. I had a crush on him, but he didn't really know that, oh. you know. I don't know. Okay. That's, yeah. You were oblivious. I was. Oh. Yeah. And probably good for her at that point. So then <laughs> when you, Rick, when you went off to college, where'd you go? I actually did not attend college. I uh, I went straight into retail at 16 years old and spent 20 years of my life in retail management. So that was my college, the Hard School of Knox. No, that's great. Where where did you uh, work? I worked for um, a mom and pop out of Payette. Then I went to work for Kmart and the Bon Marche, uh, Mervyn's, Office Max. Uh, and my last retail job was with uh, what was called Big Lots at the time. Sure. They still exist, I think. Pick yeah, they're and, renamed again. It was pick again. and save. Yeah, it was pick and save when I was there, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Pick and save. I love it. That's great. So then tell us a little bit, how'd you end up in ministry? I uh, After I left retail, I went out building homes with a friend of mine and um, quickly discovered that was really not a good fit for me, but I'd had a lot of construction background as well. And I started out on my own. I started doing furniture assembly and delivery with Office Max. I worked on coffee makers. I did various construction projects. And we were attending Boise First Nazarene at the time. And the uh, new pastor that came in somehow was made aware of, of what I could do and asked me to join the team at Boise First. So wait a minute, I guess we should back up a minute. Because at some point, you're working in retail, and the two of you ended up dating and getting together and getting married. So tell us that quick story, Anita. How did that happen? <laughs> um, it was my graduation day from high school. Actually, the night before, I saw him at a carnival. And I told him, you know, I missed seeing him at church, and he said he'd been thinking about coming back, and and he did the next day. He came back and asked me out on a date, and eight days later, <laughs> he proposed. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! That's like that's like love at first sight. Only, you know, maybe probably a couple of years in the making there for Anita. Well, and what was interesting is to amplify that day. It was the day that Mount St. Helens blew. <laughs> Stop so, it. Not sure which came first, but uh. Mount St. Helens blew. I graduated from high school that day and went on my first date with Rick. Oh, and l- love was in the air as well as lots of ash probably. <laughs> Absolutely. So, was that on was that part of your mind like the world was coming to an end and you better you better capture this young woman's heart before it's all over I'm with? Pretty sure that did not enter my mind. <laughs> 
We went out to Chinese, and I had a hamburger. (laughs) You did not. She did. At the Chinese place in Payette? The Golden? It was in Ontario. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was illegal, but she did it anyway. (laughs) You know, that's a Flaherty move. You know, only like... Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Only only a Flaherty can go to a sushi restaurant and order a burger, and they'll somehow have it. Be like if you have, if you if you haven't yet, and someday you might if you're listening to this, go out to a restaurant with me or my brother. You'll learn about our habits of ordering. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I, I know Martin well, and I ask him if he's going to Martin the menu. Oh yeah, that, we can't order off the menu. We literally, it's like, oh, here's this thing that they brought us. Why did they bring us this thing? They have a kitchen. What do I what do I feel? I feel like an omelet. Just bring us some omelets. We'll pick at it. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, so part of the work that I do at the Flat Church as one of their pastors, you know, is trying to combine uh, the wheel and the resources so we can operate in ministry. And having Rick serving there, you know, as our executive uh, director, their administrator there, is help us find that balance. So, Rick, uh, would you please explain our audience what does a what does an executive pastors pastor do? Executive administrator do? Yeah, each church is a little unique depending on their size and structure. But in my role, I oversee the operational aspects of the church, which includes the human resources, the finances, the facilities, uh, technology, uh, really the entire operation. I work very closely with the staff and part of the uh, executive team. Well, I, I mean, you're you're definitely in charge of like the budgets and making sure people stay within them, and you're also in charge of like all the the grounds and making sure it's like for the whole building project that they did a few years ago. I know you were, you know, um, Dave told us all about how in depth you were as a part of that whole program, and uh, you guys were able to build like this massive. How many square feet do you guys? I, I w- that was something that surprised me. It's like seventy, how almost many? almost seventy five thousand feet. Uh, the total of the facility. Yeah. A third of that was built in 2018. We added a 25,000 square foot wing. And then the church has been around since 1908. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. So some of the facilities are kind of old. Yeah. Our oldest portions go back into the 50s. And so we've worked hard to update and maintain them so that they don't look like they're still in 1950. Right, right. Well, I know you have a great like playground facility for children and um, you've got several like multiple kitchens to be able to handle like if there's a big funeral or something you can you can roll out the whole spread or when you have I mean how many how many people are attending there now it's like almost a thousand or over a thousand yeah we run about 1100 on a normal Sunday yes and and what about like a not normal like what about a Christmas like what's everybody comes Christmas and Easter so tell us what's your max capacity well, I think last Easter we were right at two thousand. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, Christmas Eve services are will fill the room, which in one service is about nine hundred. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and we've had a number of activities or, or events through the years that have been two or three thousand over a different, you know, over multiple days. Yeah. But, well, my brothers told me a lot about how you've you helped oversee like the change in the coffee bar and making that more efficient and i think with the moving it from the one side of the lobby to the other and uh and how great that's been for their programs with the going out to the mission field because that's part of his job is to work in organizing those missions and that takes money and you and anita got to go on a missions trip we're going to talk about that here in a minute 
But I want to ask a little bit about Anita. So we learned Rick didn't go off to college, which was completely surprising to me. But I have to assume you're an educator. I didn't go to college either. You didn't either. go to college no. either? Oh, no. my gosh. Okay. So in Idaho, librarians don't have to have a degree. Okay, and, just a big heart. Um, and I just kind of fell into being in the education arena. I was trying to look for a job that I could do and be on the same schedule as our boys. Mm-hmm. And so my first gig, I was a lunch lady. I wore a hairnet and everything. Oh, wow. And which yeah. school were you at? Um, I was at Lake Hazel Middle School. Okay. At the time, it was Meridian School District, and now it's West Data. Right, West Data. Yeah. Yeah. And I know yeah. that I know that, that school. It's kind of out there. Yeah. Or it was yeah. probably back We lived when... in Meridian at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. so then at what point did you decide to move from lunch lady duties well, onto librarian? Um, when we moved to Caldwell, I had a teacher friend that was taking a position as the principal at East Canyon Elementary, and she knew I was going to be moving to Caldwell, and she contacted me to see if I'd found a job yet, and I hadn't. So she invited me to work in a special room at the school. It was the extended resource room. She says, I want you to spend a couple of weeks here and see what you think of it. And You know, I spent a couple days there, and I thought, this is not for me. And the third day there, I just kind of really fell in love with those kids. And I spent five years working with special needs kids. My fifth year, about midway through, I did talk to my principal. It was a different principal at the time. And let him know that I was kind of reaching my hitting a wall point and I needed a change, and I said, I'll finish out this school year, but I need to do something different. And he asked if I'd be willing to stay on at our school if if something else came open, and he just found out at the end of the school year that our librarian was moving to northern Idaho and came and asked me if I'd be willing to interview for that position. So that's when I became a librarian. Wow. Yeah. And so how many, I mean, how many years left do you have? I'm actually, this is my last year. I'm going to retire. I'm retiring a little bit early. Really? Yeah. Okay. So so you're not, you're not going to be at the school next year. No, I'm not. Oh my. What are you going to do with your time? (laughs) Go to places like (laughs) Belize. You are. Okay. I, I, I'm just ready to. Take it a little more easy right now. Well, and with, be available to do things that I couldn't always do before. Yeah. Well, with that, we'll be right back. Estegos is powered by the faithful donations from people like you. Their mission is to help everyone in the Treasure Valley through their community warehouse, housing programs, and the Boise Food Bank. They believe all human beings should be respected and loved. Each person is special and deserves to live their life to the fullest. If you want to donate to Estegos, go to their website, estegos.org, and click on the yellow Donate button at the top of the page. That's A-S-T-E-G-O-S dot org, and click on the Donate button. Hey, this is Pastor Dave McGuire from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a welcoming community where you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045, and you're going to love the setting. We sit out in the middle of farm ground. 
Our members at the church offer such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path. Find us online at dearflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church, the perfect church for imperfect people. The Estegos.org Community Warehouse is a powerful tool for churches, nonprofits, and schools to get the items they need at a fraction of the cost. Most items are available up to 90% off retail prices. Membership to Estegos.org Community Warehouse is free and takes just a few minutes to sign up online at Estegos.org. To learn more about how your church, nonprofit, or school can start saving money, go to Estegos.org. And we're back. I'm Tim Flaherty, co-host here for on Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez from Deer Flat Church. And I just want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Estegos.org, and remind you, if you're a parishioner out there and you work in the ministry, or if you are a pastor out there and you're looking for supplies, please look us up on the internet, Estegos.org, A-S-T-E-G-O-S.org. And fill out the application and then come down to our community warehouse. We'd love to meet you and hear all about what you're doing. We have a lot of pastors that get a ton of supplies from us. So we're here with Anita and Rick Day. And Pastor, take it away. Yeah, it was this past uh, end of spring in May that we get the opportunity through Estegos and the work that we're always trying to look forward to do beyond the walls, as well as uh, through the Flat Church. And uh, Anita was the person that linked us up to the school and uh, the kids in the school, and we were able to bring some some toys and, and, and some books, and it was a different experience that I got to experience this year. And uh, would you please share with our audience, you know, what is, uh, what is your position w- in the school? How do you show God's love to your students? And then, uh, as a result of this, because a month later, you were able to go to Belize and continue with this as well. I do see my kids at school as my mission field. Mostly what I try to do is just let them know how much I love them. Mm. And that when they walk through the doors of my library, they're in a safe environment. Mm-hmm. And um, I I feel like they're more prepared to learn when they feel safe and comfortable in the school environment. And so our staff at Lewis and Clark, we I think we do a really great job of making our students and families feel welcome and loved there. I've met several of the administrators there and, of course, the staff. We participated with you last year at Christmas time doing, it was like, I think it's called Santa's Workshop. Santa's Workshop. Santa's Workshop. Yeah. And for those of you who maybe don't have that at your elementary school where your kids go, it's a room. They, they take over like a classroom or a resource room at the school and they set up tables and they put out all kinds of items, gifts. Yeah. And the kids get brought through and they get to pick a gift for each sibling and each parent, right? It's they can pick a gift for two members of their family. Okay. And um it, it used to be that they would pay like a dollar for a gift, but I think this last time that it was if they wanted to donate a dollar they could and it went into the PTO fund or or it was just free for the kids to come through and pick gifts. Right. Which for some of our kiddos, that was, it's very appreciated. Oh, yeah. And what I noticed was, I, I, and forgive me if I'm wrong here, but you had like volunteers from the PTO yes. 
and they were collecting the presents and yes. labeling them and then wrapping them. They would wrap them for the students, and then at the end of the day, they before the end of the day, they were delivered to the classrooms, and, and the kids are walking out of the doors of the school with wrapped gifts for their to take home to their family. That's amazing. And yeah. then, of course, we did the Unplug and Play program with Toys for Tots at the end, which is what Pastor Israel was talking about, and Rick got to come over and see that, too. In, in the gymnasium. I don't think Rick came that no. day, but Pastor Dave did. Okay, Pastor Dave. And Pastor Ryan. Dave, Pastor Ryan came. We look so much alike. <laughs> well, <laughs> so funny. Sometimes, I'm like, wait a minute. But uh, Rick does come to my school when I, whenever I'm in need of him, like during a book fair. <laughs> did you have to work the last book fair? Just uh, for cleanup. Just okay. packing no. up. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite part of working the book fair? Uh, well, what I do best is projects at home for decor and, and <laughs> things like that when there's not people around. I'm a kind of behind the scenes kind of guy. Okay. All right. So getting, well, and I, I do say, I, you know, honestly, I will say that that is something that I, I do appreciate because every team needs, they need people in the background, right? Every, you know, you think about like these great musical acts that go out there and, um, I always tell people, you know, one time I saw Eric Clapton live on stage, and it was cool. basically Clapton in a chair by himself for a couple hours. But if you had looked backstage, you would have seen a hundred people making sure the sound was right and the lights were right and the tune on the guitar was right. And, you know, you name it, there's probably a thousand things that go into each single thing. And that's your job, essentially, at the church, is to make sure all the things are taken care of leading up to that Sunday morning. Exactly. Um, or, or in the case where my brother works, like that mission trip going out, making sure that the advance work's been done, and that the, you know they have the insurance and the tickets and the you know all the bases covered. So, tell us a little bit about your experience because you went on an advance trip last winter to Belize, right? Yeah, we went in October of last year. Oh, October. Okay. Yep. And uh, we spent a lot of time on the road driving throughout Belize, looking at primarily Christian schools mm -hmm. uh, from kindergarten through high school and trying to identify place that we could come alongside, not only financially, but a place that we could take teams and make a difference working with the, the locals to uh, make their situation better in one way or another. And uh, that's what led us to our, our June trip. Right. And and then you were a part, there were two June trips. Were you a part of the, the one with the youth, or were you a part of the one with the adults? So we did one in June, that was the adults, and okay. that's the one I went on, and the uh, youth went in the last part of July, first part of August. And the two of you went together on that trip, right? Yeah, it was our first uh, adult mission trip together. We'd been on one with a middle school group before, years ago, but it, this was an amazing trip. Yeah. And you were collecting books... Um, yeah, I got to help there. out in the library of the school that we worked at and helping them get it organized and cleaned up and um, bringing them some new books. And My brother yeah. told me it was kind of a humble library, and he, he kind of described it to us. What was your thoughts about that? Well, um, I needed to I, – I made a blunder when I first got there, and I saw some books that – had it been my library, I would have discarded those books because they were not in good condition. 
And I realized soon that that was a mistake. They were, well, they have little, and so what they have, they they keep hold of. So I just needed to be a little more thoughtful about culture and who they are as a people. And I walked away with a very clear appreciation of who they are. Yeah. They, a lot of them don't have much, but they are so incredibly happy and joyful. And I loved that. Yeah, I, you know, we do a lot of work out in the local missions fields, uh, especially with the migrant workers that are, that, you know, they're here legally with an agricultural work permit, mm-hmm. but they live in some of the poorest conditions I have ever seen in our country. I mean, I've been to West Virginia and this almost rivals that. I mean, if you, yeah. you know, and so, um, and we always try every year to make sure that we get presents out to those kiddos at Christmas time, hats, gloves, socks, shoes, those sort of things. But what I'm wondering is you're planning to go back and, uh, and do you know when that is? Not for certain. We're looking at September of next year. Okay. Between summer temperatures, that was one of the things that was very challenging in our last trip was the temperatures and the humidity. So we're thinking September might be a better time frame. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have any plans finalized, but that's what we're hoping for. Whenever that time comes, arrives, that you know that you're going to make this trip, what do you have in your hearts and your minds that you want to uh, get done when you go again to Belize? Um, I just want to mostly go hang out with them again. They just, oh, they captured my heart when we were there. Just, I loved, um, we were fortunate enough to, have a school in session when we were down there. I didn't think, you know, with it being a summer trip that school would be in session, but we caught the tail end of their session. And so it was really fun having the kids there while we were there working and they were just so sweet and loving. They were a little bit standoffish at first and then they got much more comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Rick, Anita, I just want to say thank you for coming and sharing with us and, uh, We'll see you all next week on Beyond the Walls.